Welcome to Film Grain, the official podcast of the Film Society of Northwestern Pennsylvania and the Greater Erie Film Office. My name is John Lines. I'm a filmmaker, teaching artist, and the director of programming for the Film Society. I'm Erica Berlin. I'm the executive director of the Film Society. I'm Mike Berlin, still Erica Berlin's husband. Yeah. So what are we talking about today, everybody? I don't. Do we have any special guests? Mike Berlin's in the hot seat tonight. That's right. Oh, no. So Mike is now the executive producer of a very special program that is new to WQLN. It is in the hopper. It is in production right now. New to Erie, coming up this fall, called Chronicles. And he's our special guest tonight. Not a host. He's not hosting himself. He is our guest. Welcome, Michael. It's a pleasure to be here. It's a pleasure to be here, by the way. This is the first uh, podcast. Where are we? We are very generously at CAM, CAM Studios. It's not generous. We're paying to be here. Well, you know, it's generous that they let us in, especially after- They let us in the building. After everything I did before you guys got here, it was, you know, it was touch and go there for a moment. The last time we were in here, uh, we took photos here, right? Yeah. Holy shit. We had a photo shoot. (laughs) We had a photo shoot and- uh, um, lots of fun. Lots Meg of fun. Choffrey, right? Met with Meg Choffrey. She was here. Oh, God bless Meg Choffrey. She's the devil. She's a wonderful gal. She's an internet celebrity. Oh, yeah. She is, um, she's a Ren Fair celebrity. And I don't know if the podcast world knows this. Um, our many, many listeners, I don't know if you know this, folks, but, um, she actually has, she gets recognized out in the world now. Oh, shit. Oh, yeah. She's traveling around and uh, on airplanes. She just did some traveling and she, uh, people on airplanes, are you, are you Meg? I love that. Are you Renfair Meg? You, you uh, should definitely have, we should so definitely have her on as a guest. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. She, yeah, yeah. she should we've be had, a guest. We've had her on, but she yeah. should be on again. Yeah. She should talk about her celebrity because well, she's- Well, we'll have to see if we can fit her in. Right? She's, even she's probably had, got a busy schedule. Well, she's saying. getting married this summer. Woo. So mm-hmm. there's a lot going on. I would probably, my guess is probably till after the wedding. It's You might Understood. have to wait. Yeah, we yeah. should wait. Speaking of being busy, Ugh, yeah, yeah. Mike Berlin, uh, what do you got going on this summer? What, what have I... you been doing the last few months? Okay, well, uh, Chronicles is the name of the show. And uh, we are right now, uh, we have pretty much dialed in the first season as far as what the episodes are going to be circulating on or what they're going to be about. Well, what is the show? Yeah, what, what is, is this show? What's Chronicles? What is this? What I, are these chronicles you speak you of? The Narnia Chronicles? This is I, I, are I, you I'm C.S. already Lewis? not enjoying this. <laughs> Tell us. Rapid fires. Same questions. True, false. Ah! Um anyway, okay. Uh Chronicles is we're attempting to do at Chronicles is to do a look take a different look at Erie's history. Uh not just the city, but the counties as well in our relationship uh with the with the greater United States and our neighbors, Cleveland, Buffalo, Port Dover, Pittsburgh. And then on top of it, we're gonna take a 360 look, as I as I call it, uh in of our history. And we're gonna get into some, you know, some hot 
button issues, mm-hmm. if you will. Uh, but at the same time, we're going to try to have a little bit of fun. Uh, we'll be focusing on the biographies that make up the, you know, the, of our celebrities or people who have been important to the region, events that maybe not everybody knows about and uh, historically, and then also some cultural touchstones like, mm-hmm. you know, chocolate and hockey and stuff like that. <laughs> nice. You, you, you can't, you can't. You can't beat the audience into submission every single week. Sometimes it's like, hey, it's 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 not all it's not all history that needs to be like, you know, from a textbook or something like that. It can be a little bit more fun. So I read about something when I was in high school. Um, the War of eighteen twelve. No, eighteen twelve. No, no. I, isn't that really a big deal around here? Season, Oliver Hazard Perry and the War of eighteen twelve. Don't break Niagara. Don't give up the ship. Right. Is it, I mean, that's a big deal around here, right? Absolutely, absolutely. But season one will have no War of eighteen twelve. Mm-hmm. We will. Abs- so there will be some unexpected uh, episodes. I, I'm I'm happy to talk about some of the episodes, uh, but we will have no eighteen twelve season at least in season one. Why? I think that at this point that uh, we have documented pretty pretty well documented the War of eighteen twelve, and uh, I think that people are ready to hear about something else. We also we also will not be touching any pizza bombers, by the way. Oh yeah, there's plenty Thank of you. documentaries about that on Netflix. Thank you. So, whose brainchild is this uh, series or brain children? I, I think ultimately. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Uh, is that a word? <laughs> brain children? Sure. <laughs> Why the fuck brain children <laughs> thought up Chronicles? Yeah. Uh, it's t- this was a baby of Tom News, actually. Uh, Tom Tom knew of, where is d- he at? He, WQLM. Oh. WQLM, PBS, NPR. Uh, nice guy. He is a nice guy. The guy. He's got a, he's a nicer guy than I am. He's got just the most pleasant. If I would want to listen to Tom New uh, read me uh you know, lullabies for hours. He's just got that, like, we should take a deep dive on that. Actually, can I say something about Tom New? Our last night of film grain at the Bourbon Barrel. Yep. He he made it quite memorable. He made it very memorable because we showed the Tom Hanks, um, uh, Mr. Roger, a beautiful day in the neighborhood. Yeah. And he came in dressed like Mr. Rogers. Yeah. This sounds like Tom. Yeah. No. Someone Speed. else was dressed as Mr. Rogers. He was uh, he Speedy Delivery. Mr. What's his, what um, was his name? I, why are you looking at me? Speedy Delivery. I was a, Speedy McFeely. Deli- Mr. McFeely. Mr. McFeely. And he sang Mr. Rogers' theme song. Yep. Wow. And it was our last night. It was our mm. last night, and I have it I have it recorded, and I actually put yeah. it on Facebook, and it made me teary-eyed. Yeah. And now when I think about it, Mm-hmm. I actually feel even more teary eyed because we haven't been back to film grain. We there will not be a, another. It's uh, not coming back. Will not come back at that location. No, but, but stay tuned. But but Tom knew. Tom knew. That's, amazing. That's amazing what an amazing person. man he is. Yeah. He has loved PBS. He has loved WQLN. Yeah. His Lo- loves whole Eerie. career. Loves Zuri too. Loves Zuri. Yeah. And uh, Tom is an amazing, like, uh, I didn't really know him well beforehand, and he has just been an absolute, uh, as well as everybody at WQLN. I mean, it's really interesting. So a little bit of backdrop, uh, coming back from New York City, (laughs) working at Music Choice, where it was interviewing hip-hop artists and pop stars from, like, 
pop like Bruno Mars Big and Lady, Ga- Lady Gaga, and uh, then coming back and doing something like this after the uh, after the virus and the pandemic, uh, it's been interesting to actually dive into sort of a more civic minded type of production, and uh, it's been different. It, it, there's been a little bit of um, you know sort of like. You know, you, it's like you got to readdress, readdress the coordinates of the plane a bit. And it's like, oh, right. OK, so we're doing this thing now. And uh, I'm happy to be doing it. Uh, it's, uh, what it's is your role? role. Uh, my role is executive producer. And uh, what is an executive producer of a television series uh, do, an, Mike? An executive producer. Well, in this in this particular situation, um, uh, with all the good people at WQLN, particularly with this show, it is sort of. You are the admiral of the ship, and even if the, the brig Niagara, no, please stop, please stop. <laughs> I'm going she to could dis- not resist. I will she disconnect your resist. mic so quickly. I'm sorry. It just you. You said that yeah. one. Yeah, you. you I, that was a softball, Mike. I, I I didn't. But anyway, we are uh, the executive producer for the show. Pretty much has to oversee uh, everything. And then, honestly, if I do my job well, it's putting the right people in place to succeed and letting them create or letting them letting them write, letting them create, letting them theorize in some situations, letting them produce, letting them edit, letting them film. And uh, it's a it's a little bit of a different bag for me because uh, mostly a lot of my background really comes from being more hands on. And I'm still going to be hands on with the show, but I have it, no doubt <laughs> I, I will be. <laughs> you will be needed. <laughs> yes, and uh, but it's really more than anything else. It's like it's sort of trying to get everybody. I, no hold barred. Um, the film community in Erie sometimes is a little bit siloed off. I think that's a fair, fair way of saying it, and I am sort of taking it on as my responsibility to try to break down some of those fences and get people to work with each other for the show. Uh, I look at it on some level as not just the responsibility of doing a good job for the show, I'm doing a good job for the city, doing a good job for the network and for the people who I've come to really admire at WQLN, but also to try to help the filmmaking community. Um, we have a lot of talent around here and uh, I think we could we can do better to sort of collaborate and work with each other, but there's never been that financial incentive and here is um in the guise of this you know docuseries an opportunity for that to happen on some level so i'm really trying to open up the open it up a bit uh particularly to people who haven't necessarily who don't look like john and myself is a good Uh way of putting it and trying to open it up really good looking you mean really good looking handsome handsome fellas that's why we get all the all the work. That, oh, the that, that's what it is. It's you know, the reality is is I I don't know how to focus. Guys a that wear black have good haircuts and glasses. Yeah, that sounds like a podcast. <laughs> uh, that's the t- title of our side project our that side Mike project. and I are working on. Yeah. Um, so, so yeah. is it safe to say that a mission of um, this series always was to bring as many people into the storytelling aspect behind yeah. the scenes in front of the camera like like what positions are you talking about are they all local hires or you know what's kind of the makeup at this point there's a few that are out of uh that are out of state um there's a writer in cleveland uh who's doing an episode uh he's got a book coming out um there's an oh by the way there's a not to sidebar too much, but there's a reading component to every episode that we're going to try to sort of be like, hey, at the end of the episode, if you want to learn more, check this out. Uh, because people don't 
read enough, in my opinion. And at WQLN, we definitely try to push for that educational uh, side of things. Uh, but there's a writer in Cleveland named John Corrigan. He's got a, uh, it's a fictional book coming out, but it's about Erie. And he did a ton of research during COVID. And I uh, got to read uh, some of the first chapters. It's It's got a little bit of the supernatural and stuff like that. But uh, when speaking to John and, um, and me and series producer Tom Fox Davies, who I am beyond the moon lucky and blessed to have working with even though i think tom looks at me sometimes and is like holy shit this guy's crazy he's not wrong uh but uh like when we so so when we went to go talk to john corrigan uh john really sort of sold us on the idea that the fact that from 1806 to 1811 not 1812 1811 the city goes through a, a pretty big population boom from 400 to 4000 people Ooh. uh and which is a lot of people yeah. back then cleveland was a hamlet of 47 people for comparison so wow. and there was a call to arms because there was a lot of concern about the what they knew was going to be a violent clash uh which ultimately was the war of 1812 and so they needed as many you know burly butch men to come in and start start building up a fleet hmm. and uh that's really sort of what leads to you know sort of perry's fleet uh but they needed to get the skilled workers here and there's an interesting story there because the i'll just give you a little taste where the average spoiler uh, alert spoiler alert <laughs> spoiler alert from 1806 <laughs> uh the average daily uh the average daily uh pay was about one dollar a day in new york city so what we ended up doing in erie was like if you come and you help us build this fleet out in the frontier and it was hard to get here by the way out in the frontier we will pay you two dollars a day But the plot thickens, guys, because Pittsburgh's like, hey, we're losing all of these skilled workers, and you needed that to build up a city. And so America's expanding at the time. So Pittsburgh ups the ante and starts, you know, stopping people before they go, stopping the workers before they come up to ear, and they're like, we'll pay day. So just like, oh, man. So, but like these things end up having an interesting ripple effect, uh, particularly because as they're, so they start, you know, chopping lumber and bringing them up from the forest and stuff like that and using the cricks. And there's photographs down at the Hagen Historical Society, uh, but how they would, all these huge, and I mean massive trees, lumber that they're going to mill for making the ships, and they're using the creek systems to get that up, up the, you know, up towards the lake. And, uh, but it was, it's it's incredibly complicated, uh, grueling work. People... And on top of it, there was something called, uh, they called it lake sickness. Uh, and the closest uh, parallels that we've got is probably malaria, yeah. but it's not malaria. Uh-huh. Uh, so there was, a, there was a doctor named Dr. Parsons, so you can actually find his journal. And he's writing, and he would just like, every day he journaled, but like little two, three sentences. And he keeps on finding cases of uh, lake sickness. But this was... Lakes. Yeah, but huh. this was this was brutal, brutal territory back then. So that you know, yeah. that's we you know, there's it, one of the things that we're lo- attempting to do at Chronicles while we jump around and it's an anthology series is that we're going to attempt to sort of show the while we'll jump around, we'll show you know one story and maybe it won't come back right away. M- maybe not even that season. You might watch something in season two and be like, hey, they kind of referenced that back then. So I'm already sort of drawing up ideas for season two to desperately try to get us at least we're not ahead right now we're actually woefully behind but i'm working on already trying to put us on a more 
realistic television timeline so it doesn't feel like we're producing television with our hair on fire. Fun fact, this was the uh, first podcast uh, location that was also built back in uh, those days, the 1800s. Wow, fantastic. Facts. Well, I think it's um, fantastic that you brought up lake sickness because I know that another topic that you're talking about for the first season is the actual sickness of our Lake Erie that is um, that is correct. I, I I know somebody who's actually working on that episode. Yeah, yeah. So, um, John Lyons, it's not quite accurate. But sure. John Lyons, I know that uh, one of the sickness one, the movie. One of the passions <laughs> in your life is the um, you know environmental concerns sure. of um, our lake and the Great Lake systems, uh, the freshwater systems all around us. We've had. Melissa Troutman yeah. and um, Josh Perbanic. Josh Perbanic here in Erie. We showed their film Triple mm-hmm. Divide here years ago, yep. um, talking about the watershed um, mm-hmm. in Pennsylvania and how our water systems are really in rough shape because yeah. of um, fracking and other the, industrial and other issues. industrial issues. Yeah. And so, politics. And well, politics. and the politics yep. and the the. Um, Capitalism, let's call it. Yeah, yeah, let's just call it broadly <laughs> capitalism. So why don't you talk a little bit about the the work that you're going to be doing on Chronicles? Well, I'll just tease that I'm partnering with uh, Melissa Troutman uh, to do either a part one and part two or a hour-long episode, we're not sure yet, that we're calling Lake Erie Our Kin, um, which will be, yes, uh, talking about how we've been living transactionally with our lake Um, you know our lake has given us so much uh, that's why uh, we had so many people coming here you know it's a great resource Uh, we have used it uh, and abused it for uh, decades and centuries and um, yeah talking about you know kind of how we got to this point the shape that the lake's in now and um politicians and activists and regular people uh, who are trying to live in a more relational uh, situation with the lake instead of just, uh, you know, a one-way kind of situation. Yeah, it's, uh, we all, you know, love the lake and love it as a recreational resource and for fishing and and things like that, but... um, you know, we can take it for granted too. So we kind of want to cover all of those aspects and look forward to how we can um, protect it and ensure that it'll be around because it's going to be uh, more and more valuable as we as we go, for sure. And to sort of piggyback off of what John was saying right there, one of the themes that goes through Chronicles, and we sort of hit on it pretty early in episode two, is going to be about the Erie's indigenous. And it's um, it really comes down to the fact that if we aren't careful about our history uh, and if we don't sort of acknowledge it, we can lose things. We just did a walking tour with uh, Johnny Johnson of the Burley Association today. And uh, I forget exactly what he said, but he had a... Kind of like, if you don't use it, you lose it. Whether it's the year's indigenous population, uh, whether it's issues that, like, I think that there's been a lot of overlooking of our African-American uh, community here in the city. I think, you know, our relationship with the lake, it's one of these things that keeps on in my research and my interviews. 
and my discussions with people that sort of keeps on permeating in there. And I think, listen, I'm not here to say, you know, left, right, this is good, this is bad or anything like that. But I, I think that we can do a better job of, you know, sort of being aware of our own history and, and documenting it. Yeah, th- we've had a lot of uh, different parties in in control of the city, so it's yeah. it's mistakes that cross cross lines for sure. Absolutely, yeah. absolutely. I mean, even to, even to something like uh, even something like State Street. You know, I, anybody who's ever talked to Mark Tannenbaum about this alpaca, Mark is, and, and Mark will talk to you about it in de- great detail about all the wealth of architecture that we've lost on mm. State Street, and. Uh, that was a conversation I had with him maybe three, four years ago, and I was unaware of it. But it's you know, as I've been doing this show or this been starting to show, do this show, uh, sometimes some of uh, Tannenbaum's words sort of come back to me on some level, and I know exactly now what he's talking about. And it's mm-hmm. not just it's not it's not just the architecture, and it's not just you know the indigenous people, and it's not just the issues of redlining, and it's not just the lake and everything. Uh, it just keeps on coming back, and mm-hmm. I think it's a little sad that Erie's actually got a much, much richer history contextually than most people are aware of, and it's then the War of 1812, then Pizza Bombers. It's just like, and, you know, on the show, we're going to just do the best we can to educate. That's great. It's exciting. With a flair of, you know, with a flair of cinema too i should say we got ourselves a fancy camera oh yeah you should see that camera got some good good tools mike we've got some good tools we've got some good tools and then on top of it we're gonna like i said we're gonna be uh showcasing other people's like i'm really trying to let them you know it's documentary and i think people are so used to the ken burns model and uh i love ken burns just was watching some of the benjamin franklin stuff not too long ago and he's the best but we we can't do that, so we're going to do it a little different. We're going to do it with a little, a little flair of uh, cinema, let's say. So, how many different teams or episodes do you have? Because I think, uh, just so people understand, you have different um, filmmakers, writers involved in each team, right? Yeah, I mean, I can't tell you the exact number off the top of my head. Obviously, and I won't put you on the spot and have you name them. No, uh, it's but. all right. I'm I'm happy. I'm happy to sort of include some of the names and stuff like that. So it's a it's a pretty prestigious group of people. Uh, you know, there's you and Melissa yourself, John, and uh, there's the team of Jesse uh, Jesse Olszewski and Jim Morden are doing an episode, awesome. which, which is going to be a lot of fun. We are, for example, like I said, not every every episode is going to be super serious. They are doing the episode about UFOs down at Presque Isle. Ooh. They, they have a pretty great idea for it so I'll, I'll i'll keep that in there but every if every all things work out every halloween we're going to try to do something that's a little bit more of the occult and or you know urban legend type of situation and i think those guys are going to really knock it out of the park uh who else do we have there we've uh we've got some special uh first time producers coming through uh, uh one very prolific david frew who has written extensively about the region is actually helping me as we call him producer david for episode one i'm meeting with him tomorrow nice uh david david and i meet at brouhaha early at eight o'clock <laughs> in the morning and uh but it's been a absolute delight and pleasure getting to know him and uh and he is if you haven't read anything from david 
please pick up one of his books. He, he, they sell it all over the city. He is a he is an excellent scholar of Erie, and it just I mean this just an absolute delight of a person to get to meet. Uh, but he is helping me produce. He's the guest producer for episode one, uh, which is all about uh, prohibition and rum runners, which you might be surprised ends up having sort of being an interesting dividing point of the city's history. It touches thematically on a lot of episodes or on a lot of the things we're going to go over during the show. And it also is just absolutely fucking hilarious, sort of what was going on at the time, too. And Erie loves to drink. Erie loves to drink. And Erie's uh, going to love that story. And it's going to take us to Port Dover, Canada, uh, which we will get, which we will be going to in a couple of weeks here to go film a couple of interviews and some B-roll and get to meet our Canadian neighbors, which I'm actually kind of excited about. Uh, so David Frew, uh, Jim Wirtz is helping us. Uh, who else? We have... We have Pam Parker and Shira Pettis uh, working on an episode together, and Shira's going to do a few, uh, sort of jump in and do a few other things. She was looking for uh, getting more involved in the filming community. And uh, Shout out to Shira. Shout out to Shira, who I absolutely, I, I love her to death, as well as... Marty, Marty Nwachuku. Thank you for... Sorry. Thank, Marty Nwachuku. Marty Nwachuku. I feel like I've said it like nine different ways, and I always have to apologize, but she is... Marty from is... From our Erie. From our Erie. Marty is one of the smartest people I've immediately met. I'm just really bowled over by her and just has just like the most infectious smile ever. And she will be working on the episode with Tom Fox Davies and Rhonda Matthews about redlining. And Ooh. Marty and I will be working pretty closely with each other because we are doing not just an one episode, but multiple episodes on Harry D. Burley. Ooh. And so Marty and I, along with Gene Snyder, are sort of getting that going. Gene Snyder was uh, Harry Burley's biographer and wrote a wonderful, wonderful book about it. I've had to do a lot of reading. <laughs> There's a lot of books about it. There's a lot of eerie books around the apartment right now. Uh, so I'm trying to think. Uh, there are... See, I knew you'd get in the spot. Once you start going down the road, there's lots of people. There's lots of people. And uh yeah, yeah lots and, of talent. And and the, and there's more people that I'm still attempting to bring in. Uh, R Frank Media. I cannot forget R Frank Media. Our, Rob is working with us on an episode about the Erie Blades. Nice. And we we've already shot uh, we've already shot an interview with him that looks awesome uh with Casey Wells at the Erie Insurance Arena. Uh Ed, that should be I don't know how much history people know about the blades, but it's real. It's it's really really fascinating. Uh, just spoiler alert from the 1970s: the Erie Blades scrimmaged the national Russian hockey team. Ooh! Wow! Hmm. Yeah, and so and that uh, and they got and there's some funny stories, some funny anecdotal stories. But point being, and there's more names to come, and uh, just you know, from R. Frank to John, um, you know to jesse to meg who's going to be doing a few things Great. for us on the show there's just a there's a eerie really does feature a bevy of talent and smart people and my hope is that when chronicles is over uh that we will have maybe propped up this mm -hmm. community even a little bit more and that it there will be more outlets and more uh, selection for people to sort of go to because that's the one thing that has been instantly already super rewarding is that I've, you know, I've had to get outside of my own social uh, circles and meet all these people and just cold call them. And it's really been, it's tiring, but it's been rewarding to go talk to them in person, get to meet them uh, from, you know, different walks of life. And it's been great. 
And by proxy, I'm learning so much. I bet. <laughs> I love it. I love learning all of this stuff through Mike. It's fascinating. And I find myself kind of teaching other people too. I'm like, oh, did you know? <laughs> did it's you cool know? Because like you're uh, educating us all on like our true history. Um, maybe more true this time than a lot of us have known and heard over the years. And you're connecting like all of these um, creatives in the area. So it's like a twofold, that's a win-win, man. It's exciting. We're trying and at the same time, you know, it's just like really try to bring, try, try to bring a spotlight to, to all the good work that's done down at WQLN. Like I, I, I've been watching w, WQLN since I was a kid and not, in, I guess coming back from New York, I, and maybe this is the older sentimental version of me. It's just like, I don't think people really recognize everything that network actually does for the community. And it has just, it's absolutely blown me away. It's really, it's really a valuable, I, I'll call it a resource. So, yeah. Yeah, it is something we take for granted also, for sure. Mm -hmm. Like public broadcasting is so crucial to society. It's so, it, it They're really always is. there, oh, yeah. but you're right. They're doing the work consistently day all the time in, day in and day out it is uh it, it, it it's amazing it really is <laughs> then and then we get to do things like auction yes we did auction we over did the weekend mike dressed up in a mike, suit mike and tom mike and tom and tom wore a tuxedo tom i you know <laughs> i sort of hate it because like standing next to him i'm just like tom i'm like tom fox davies he's really fucking handsome <laughs> Well, he sure. is. He's very good looking. He's got the accent going for and him. He has the he's, he's got some things it's, going. It's for not. Him. Yeah. It's not just the accent either. There's like. There's just a general composure that he has, yeah. and it's just like. It's like. Oh, I want to be you when I get older. <laughs> Except yeah. I'm older than you. <laughs> yeah, it's all right, Mikey. You have your own way. That's right. You have your own. You have your own suaveness. Uh, Erica is stroking Mike's I, arm. I, I don't. I'm, I'm like, I'm like an angry hamster that you would shake up and then let loose and I'm <laughs> bouncing all over the room. That's oh, that's probably my hamster. <laughs> And I was there answering the phones. I oh wow, she yeah. was. She I was. sold awesome. a safari trip to Africa. Fantastic! Yeah, that's can great. you believe someone got a safari trip to Africa that's really for twenty seven hundred dollars? Cool. Holy shit! People, auction is awesome and a total bargain. Yeah. So, <laughs> next year, get on the get phones on, the phones on a Saturday yeah. night. Don't go out. Get on the phone <laughs> and buy wine for two dollars a bottle dang and then a trip to africa for and a trip to africa $2, for two thousand dollars unbelievable yeah yeah wow incredible right yeah so yeah we're we're really in the um public broadcasting mm -hmm. world now yeah. and uh, it's a lot of fun but it you is. guys have always been supporters for of sure course. yeah you've always yeah. been members and yeah. yeah but why not i mean they need support yeah they need sure. support. They rely on public support. And I think what was what I learned, and I think Mike's been, of course, learning a lot, but uh, during COVID, a lot of that support dropped off. So they need they need our help right now. They definitely need our help. Yeah. And I mean, again, there's and COVID is obviously uh, there's probably there's probably a documentary there for what's happened to the nonprofits during COVID and stuff like that. And uh, And I know that there's a lot of good causes out there, not just the area and stuff like that, that need additional funding. But if you have the means, WQLN does 
and PBS and NPR, they do more than I think what people mm-hmm. than what people recognize yeah. and are aware of. Well, so, let's just say this. Let's just say this. Mike, you do so much of your research for the show at the Hagen History Center. I mean, it's an incredible resource resource for you for this for this. It absolutely is. Show. The Hagen Historical Society is just uh, the team down there is awesome, and uh, it's people should really. I've in, I've had a f- couple of meetings down there, so people can get uh, get in there and get to know some of the f- folks from. Teresa, Mark, and uh, they are a super knowledgeable, and B, it's a, it's a, it's an incredible research that's like right by our downtown. And I, I, you know, I know people, a lot of people are aware of it, but it's they should be getting more people to come in mm-hmm. there because uh, it is incredible, sort of the history that they're showing mm-hmm. that and the exhibits that they've got. Well, I'm sure they'll be featured a lot in the in the episode. <laughs> Quite a bit. Quite a bit. Not just them either. I mean, there's other people. Uh, and that's the other thing about Chronicles is to put a spotlight on things such as the Regional Science Committee uh, down at the Tom Ridge Center or something like uh, Sturgeon House, who, you know, I, I met with Sabina Freeman down, out, out in uh, Fairview. And we're going to be going out to Girard in Northeast and... Uh, we we shot an interview down at uh, in Waterford at the Fort LaBeouf Museum, and, and people, by the way, go to Waterford to the Fort LaBeouf Museum. Incredible what they've done there, absolutely incredible. And then to also give you know give some props to our universities. You know, I think we have a tendency sometimes to just talk informally about it, but if you really dive deep and try to meet the stewards of these universities, it's it's pretty incredible. Uh, some some of the civic pride that people take all over the city. So you're already filming stuff. What's the timeline uh, for this initial season of episodes, do you think? It sounds like people are working on them now. People are working on them now. When can we expect, do you think, maybe the first episode? First first episode, we are slated to premiere September 29th, 2022. Prohibition, Rum Runners. Uh, If you, with David Frew, again, we're going to be going in the next couple of weeks to Port Dover. And then uh, the next episode will be about, we've already filmed a couple of episodes or a couple of interviews, excuse me, and we'll be filming two more. Uh, still sort of pulling people together for that, but it's uh, the Erie Indigenous uh, episode, which I uh, I have John Burdick from the Erie Reader uh, awesome. sort of spearheading the the writing. That kid knows his stuff. That kid, that kid more than knows his <laughs> stuff. Uh, him and uh, I've got him and Nick Warren oh, also also working on uh, a couple of episodes together. One called uh, one for Pit Hole. If people don't know Pit Hole, you will at the, will. End of, at the end of that. Do you know what Pit Hole is? Nope. Oh, there you I go. I don't. Got some ideas, but I don't know if that's podcast appropriate. <laughs> <laughs> well, let me tell you something about Pit Hole. You might not be totally wrong, but it is a real thing. Uh, okay. Uh, or it was a real thing. So Nick and John are doing one about uh, doing an episode about Pithole. Then after that, the the Blades episode, and then the one with uh, Shira and uh, Pam Parker are working on Charlotte Elizabeth battles. And that that's another part of Chronicles is to, like I said, really put people who maybe don't run the same circles who are mm-hmm. both creative and smart, and uh, get them collaborating. So yeah. really trying to really trying to tear down some walls. Exciting. So, yeah. So they're coming out on Thursdays. Is this like a weekly? It, it's going It'll be a weekly thing. Uh, there will be a few episodes in between where we'll have to allow myself and the team uh, if they, breathing room to breathing room. <laughs> uh, I, you know, we'll we'll try to we'll try our best to keep up with all of it. Uh, 
And uh, again, like I said, it's going to be an anthology series. And the idea is that every episode is going to have its own sort of feel and look and, you know, pacing to it. Uh, so it doesn't feel, I really want to try to keep the audience from an aesthetic standpoint on their toes. Where will you, and I don't know if you know this mm -hmm. well enough yet, but where will you be able to watch these? I do know this. Uh, okay. So Thursday, it will be on Thursdays on uh, PBS or WQLN. There will be a digital component uh, for every episode, at least uh, two to three at least, uh, which will be just five minute shorts that you'll be able to see some stuff on either YouTube or IG stories. I'm, I'm letting the marketing people figure that one out. Uh, and then also we will be featured on Passport and in front not behind, in front of the paywall. Ooh, that's yeah. exciting. Yeah, cool. Okay, cool. So what's Passport? Is that the app for PBS? That's PBS's uh, streaming Passport, yeah. Okay. And uh, so it uh, costs nothing to download. And now if you want to do the membership thing, I know uh, there's a little bit of a cost to that. I don't know it off the top of my head. But, you know, when Chronicle episodes start to, mm -hmm. start to drop, uh, you'll be able to watch them at your leisure. Okay, so for our listeners, you wanna get the Passport app. You wanna get the Passport app. Great. Awesome. So exciting. Yeah, yeah, this is happening. So I am I'm more than Erica Berlin's husband now. That's wow, right. Wow, yeah, now you have a Big second time. thing to add to the title. <laughs> Big time. <laughs> I, I don't know which one's more work. Is that's what? I'm yeah, yeah, I know. That's all right. Nothing, nothing good in life should come easy, right? That would, it doesn't. <laughs> it doesn't, John. Wise words, John. Wise words. That's exciting, honey. Thank I'm, you. I'm very proud of you. It's a really big task, and from what I can tell, you're doing a great job. Because every time I turn around, he's on the phone, emailing someone, doing research. He's an EP. It's really been building an infrastructure at the at the network, uh, something that can stand on its own. And that was the thing I think when I first stepped in, I wasn't quite prepared for, was that it's like, oh, this show, we're starting from the scratch. WQLN has done individual um, specials, but they haven't done a series since 2007, 2008, I think. And mm. that took a second to sort of like you know investigating within the building it's like okay how are we going to make this work so i like my first two weeks and i didn't have time to spare was like really <laughs> it's like getting a lego set with all the pieces and it's like yeah you got no man you've got no manual <laughs> so figure it out and that might Damn. i know there's some people it's like oh you do this you do that and it's like and it's like yeah easier fucking said than done <laughs> so you just, so, but just recently, even even now, it's like there's some you know some big big questions, but it's sure. I'm now I'm starting to wrap my head around it, and yeah. I and it's going to be a lot of work and a lot of sleepless nights, but I I do think it's going to be worth it in the long run. It's Sounds very good. ambitious and very exciting. Yeah, yes. can't wait. Good luck. Me too. To you both. Well, good luck to to Mike. No, I, no, I no, have no. a very easy lift com comparatively. So uh, don't don't I, I, John. I'm going to get to be your boss for a change. I know. How's Ooh, that going? I know. Yeah. I know. We'll We've already in. had to have the some phone calls. Oh yes, we. Have. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'll check we had in a very with fun you one. both. We had a very fun one today. Just had one today. <laughs> <laughs> awesome. No, well. No. Yeah, it's yeah. all it's all good. And yeah, yeah congrats, man! And it's you. great, great for Erie, great for uh, WQLN. It's it, exciting. It should be good for everybody. Yeah, honestly, if we if we can do this right, and uh, if just like Star Trek, we get to the end of our three season run and everything, then uh, 
everybody's and a movie and, er, three and, seasons and a, in a movie is that the yeah, that's, community that's thing? usually what you do yeah you throw, throw the uh chronicles the movie in there afterwards right. the just, making of just me slowly <laughs> deteriorating and withering away <laughs> erica's got your back i was gonna say i won't let, let that happen that's honey. right that's right she'll that's, prop you up sure <laughs> she'll wheel me to work we're going to Bali so, before that happens. Nice. We are? Yeah. Before the movie? Yes. Okay. <laughs> Three seasons, Bali, the then the movie. Then the movie. Then yes. the movie. That's the rule. And so, yeah, that's that's what's going on. That's been our episode. Thanks for being here, Mike Berlin, executive producer of Chronicles. Make sure you follow us on social media. You'll find all the tags and links in the show notes for this episode. Until next time, this was Film Grain.